Hey guys, this is the Good Daughter Podcast. We're here to help women or people who feel constrained or conflicted by their cultural upbringing. I'm Misha Good, and I'm going to give you my advice on how you can overcome your cultural conditions to create a life on your own terms, because you're more than just a good daughter. So before I dive into this episode, I have a question for Netflix. Like, what type of psychology tricks did you guys use to make me always be on Joe's side? No matter what Joe does, I want him to win. I want him to succeed. I feel for him. I'm on his side. And like, what does that say that I'm on the side of a serial killer who's having an iconic psychotic break. Like Netflix, you guys really outdid yourself with Joe's story. Like it's insane. Um, And if anybody else has been watching you, the most recent season of you, and is just like totally blown like I am, let me know because I don't want to feel like I'm the only one and I don't want to feel like something's wrong with me because I'm on Joe's side. Because I am. I love Joe. Joe's my guy. Like, I love Joe. (laughs) I just need to know. I cannot be the only one. Please tell me that I am not the only one. Anyways, so for this episode, I want to talk about assimilation and what assimilation looks like when you are the child of immigrants, when you're a third culture individual. And I think the question is always to assimilate or not to assimilate. That's the question. You know, an assimilation is one of the hardest things for immigrants. I think when you're an immigrant or the child of immigrants, you always have this feeling that people are looking at you weird that you don't quite fit in, you stand out like a sore thumb or something. It's almost like imposter syndrome. Like everyone knows that you don't belong here. And it definitely feels like there's always this overwhelming pressure to assimilate. A lot of times, or mostly when people immigrate to the West or to countries like the United States, it's often for financial reasons, for career or work opportunities, for safety, maybe even political reasons. But I feel like it's never for the culture. Like people don't move to the West because they love the culture. So a lot of times immigrant parents are not going to want their kids to assimilate into the more liberal culture of Western society. So they, being your parents, They might have brought you here. They might have had you here, but they don't want you to be from here. They don't want you to be part of the society because it's likely that this society and this culture goes against a lot of your family's values and beliefs. I think a few things happen when a family or individual is struggling with assimilation. I think one of those things is that they can potentially close themselves off socially and they can choose really to only engage with people who are similar 
ethnically or religiously. I feel like we all have those anti-social neighbors who won't open the door or if you ring the doorbell. And I think we all remember or knew some of those kids in school who like never went to anyone's birthday parties and they never participated in extracurricular activities. And I think that's because people think that if they close themselves off socially to people who are different or people who are immersed in this culture, they think that if they don't have interaction with these people, they can create a bubble that will insulate themselves from this liberal culture that they're not comfortable with. So then, you know, like in this effort to keep this closed off bubble going, a lot of times immigrant parents will attempt to restrict friendships and relationships in general that their kids will have. And they might only be supportive of friendships or relationships with other kids who are of the same ethnicity or the same religion. I actually remember this one time in high school, I had a group project. And so me and my group, we met at Starbucks. And one of the girls in the group, her mom was there. She was sitting in a chair next to the table that we were working at. And she was hawking us the whole time. And so I asked the girl, I was like, dude, is your mom okay? Like, why is she staring at us? And the girl was like, because you guys aren't Asian. Like she straight up turned to me and said, because you guys aren't Asian. And I was like, what? I'm Asian. And she was like, no, like Oriental Asian. And she was like, my mom doesn't trust me around other kids who aren't Asian. And I was like, dude, that's crazy. But then I kind of realized like, I think my parents probably think the same way. So it's wild. Like it's just wild. So parents like this parent, right? They're trying to exert control over their kids' social lives. And honestly, like what is control all about? What is the reason that you try to control a situation? Control is about prevention. Control is about attempting to prevent something from happening. So like, why do you try to control your boyfriend? Because you're trying to prevent him from cheating on you. Why do you control what you eat? Because you're trying to prevent yourself from having health issues or gaining weight or whatever. So like in this case, parents are controlling their children's external relationships in an effort to prevent their kids from assimilating into the culture that they're living in, in an effort to prevent their kids from adopting the culture. You know, actually, oh my God, story time. I knew this girl in high school. I was really good friends with her, actually. We'll call her Shayla. It's like random, but it's not random. (laughs) So she was Muslim, but her mom was a convert and her dad was Indian or Pakistani. I can't remember. It was so long ago. She had an older sister and a couple of younger siblings, and her parents weren't very religious. I would say they were on like the more liberal end of the spectrum. I wouldn't consider them practicing. They didn't really care about how Shayla and her sisters dressed, and they let them openly date and like have boyfriends. They dated whoever they wanted, regardless of ethnicity or religion. 
And I think it was junior year of high school. Shayla started dating this guy that I had actually been friends with for a long time. I think I was actually the one who introduced them. So they really hit it off and their relationship was getting pretty serious, you know, as far as high school relationships go. And then summer break came. She went on vacation with her family. I went on vacation with my family. I think we were both actually in Europe that summer. So we didn't see each other that much over the summer break. And when school started back up again, they were still together and their relationship had actually gotten more serious and they were doing well. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, her parents wanted them to break up. And Shayla was like, I'm running away. (laughs) So she was like, I'm running away from home and I'm going to move in with my boyfriend in high school. So I asked her like, what's going on? Why are things getting so crazy and so dramatic that you like have to run away from your house? And she just said simply her parents decided that her and her boyfriend needed to break up. They've been together long enough and it was time for them to break up. So she like ran away to his house for one day and her parents went there. And I don't know if they threatened to call the police or I don't know what they did, but they managed to get her to come back home. So after that, things got really strange. She didn't show up to school for a couple of days and I was like calling her and texting her and she was not responding. So then I finally decided, I was like, I'm just going to call her sister. So I called her older sister and her older sister finally called me back. And I was like, what is going on? And her sister just started to say the most bizarre things to me that didn't make any sense. So she was like, Shayla's having health issues and we think it's because she keeps bleaching her hair blonde and the bleach is like seeping into her brain and causing her to have impaired judgment. And that's why she wants to be with this guy so bad. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? It's the early 2000s, like in Southern California, everybody is bleaching their hair blonde. That doesn't make any sense. And she was like, you know, my parents don't love that Shayla and her boyfriend are telling each other that they love each other and they're saying they want to get married. And I was like, okay, but isn't that like what teenagers do? Like when I compared that to like all the other relationships that I knew like were going on, like with other friends, they were all acting like that too. So it didn't sound that crazy to me, you know, like that they were telling each other they loved each other and they wanted to get married. But needless to say, I had more questions than answers after I left that conversation with Shayla's sister. So finally, like a day later, after that conversation with her sister, I was walking back to class from the bathroom and I saw Shayla at her locker. So I ran over and I was like, dude, are you okay? Like, what's going on? Why haven't you responded to me? Did your parents take your phone? Like, I talked to your boyfriend and he doesn't really know what's going on either. And he's really confused. And like, I just, like, are you okay? Like, I'm worried about you. And I swear to God, you guys, this girl who I consider to be one of my closest friends, like I had spent time with her family and with her, like so much time with them. And she'd been one of my closest friends since freshman year. She turned to me, looked me dead in my face and said, my parents have decided that you and I don't need to be friends anymore. So that's it. We're not friends. Don't talk to me anymore and leave me alone. And I was 
shook, like so confused. I had spent so much time with her and with her family and I had never done anything or given them any reason to dislike me. You know, I hadn't done anything. And the only thing I could think of was that I was the one who had introduced her to her boyfriend. So something had to have gone on there. And the parents were probably blaming me because I was the one who introduced them. And I kid you not, from that day and every single day till we graduated, this girl's parents came to school every single day at lunch and they would eat lunch with her on a bench outside of school. I used to leave school at lunch because I only had like, I don't know, four classes and I would leave before lunch. So I wouldn't stay for lunch. So when I'd be walking out of school, I would see her sitting on this bench with her mom and her dad eating lunch outside of school, not eating lunch in school like everybody else with her peers or with friends, but with her mom and dad. It was so crazy. And not only did they show up to lunch every single day, they showed up to homecoming dance. They showed up to winter formal. They showed up to prom. I literally remember them standing there in the middle of our prom. Can you imagine your parents showing up to prom? That's how much these people needed to control their daughter. Like it wasn't even that they wanted to. They had something inside of them that they felt like they needed to control her. And it was insane because she was so smart. She had all honors classes. Like she was a really great student, a great kid. But for some reason, they just needed to control every aspect of her life. They made sure she had no friends, no social life, no relationships, like whatsoever. So yeah, talking about parents trying to control their kids' friendships made me think of that girl from high school. And I don't know if that had to do with assimilation. I think it was simply about control. But yeah, they successfully made sure she had nothing going on by the time she graduated. Anyways, back to assimilation. I think sometimes in immigrant families, assimilation feels very black and white. Like immigrant parents can feel like if they let their kids assimilate, then there's this overwhelming fear that they'll lose complete control over their kids, like all control, that their kids will become totally westernized and they'll reject all of the customs and traditions of the parents' culture. They'll reject the religion They'll reject any and everything that has to do with the culture and the identity of their parents. I actually don't think that's the case. I think that there's a lot of gray area. And I also think there's definitely benefits to assimilation. And there's also a lot of benefits to maintaining and continuing customs and traditions of your heritage. But, you know, if you force something on someone, like if you only expose your children to your culture and to your traditions and your values. And if you demonize Western culture, you actually make them more likely to reject your culture and make them likely to look for Western culture. It's like that saying, if you keep telling someone not to do something, they're more likely to do it. And 
in my own experience, when I moved out and when I had more freedom and I had space from my parents' culture, I actually got more interested in it. And I think it was because it wasn't being shoved down my throat. It wasn't being forced into my face all the time. It was like by choice. You know, it was something I wanted at that point and it wasn't being forced on me. I think that we can find a way to blend the two together. We can find a way to blend the culture and the traditions of your parents, of our parents with the new world that we're living in. If you allow your kids to assimilate into the culture in which they live, you can actually alleviate a lot of the potential anxieties they may feel about feeling like outsiders or like they don't belong or they don't fit in. You can manage to assimilate into the society in which you live. Then you can feel a part of the community in which you're living. Don't we all want to feel a part of something? And you know, when you feel a part of the community, you can share your unique customs and traditions with your community. And I think something that gets so lost here in the United States is that this is a country of immigrants. Unless you're an indigenous American, you're an immigrant. You would think that in a, in a country of immigrants, we would do a better job at the way we treat immigrants since we are all immigrants. I know a lot of us, myself personally, have been on the receiving end of really awesome comments like, go back to where you came from or you don't belong here. And you know, comments like that and some of the other poor ways in which this country can sometimes treat people of color or immigrants, it can make people feel like they're not welcome to assimilate anyways, so they might as well stick to their own people. They might feel like it's not even worth it. You guys don't want us here anyways. So that is something to think about. So this is a question I want to pose. Should you move to the West if you can't accept or embrace your kids assimilating into the culture that they're going to be living in? I don't know. And actually, I think that's something I used to yell at my parents when we would be arguing and they'd be like, you're not from here. Stop acting like like you're from here. Stop acting like the kids from here, blah, 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 blah. And I'd be like, well, then why did you move here? Why did you have kids here? Why was I born here if you don't want me to be from here? You never should have came here. I'm so confused. I remember feeling like that as a teenager. And, you know, at the end of the day, it's so much more complicated than if you don't like the culture here, then don't move here. I think if you don't like the culture here, then you need to find a way to create your own culture and try to spread that out and make the culture better here. There's a lot of great aspects to being a person with blended culture. Anyways, did you guys struggle with assimilation growing up? Write to me. Let me know. I want to hear about it. That's all from me, guys. Have a good one. 
Thank you for listening to the Good Daughter Podcast with me, Misha Good. If you've enjoyed today's episode and it has helped you think about how to deal with your cultural conditioning and family expectations, please subscribe to the show and I'd love to hear from you. So send me a DM on Instagram at the Good Daughter Podcast. Thank you.